SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Seems appropriate given that last ad where we're going to. Now, three years ago, the Mapungubwe Institute for Strategic Reflection, MISTRA, formulated something called the Ndlulamiti scenarios. Now, the scenarios demonstrate that there may be three likely futures or scenarios for South Africa come 2030, according to MISTRA. The first one is Naila Walk, a nation in step with itself, a vision of growth, social cohesion, and constitutionalism. The second one is Isibujwa, a jumpy, loose limbed nation growing social divides daily protests and cynical self-interest. And the third one is Guaraguara, a demoralized, disorderly land of decay. And every year what we've seen now is that a barometer is measuring where we are with regards to those three scenarios. To try and understand where we are as we are feeling right now, we've got three guests who will take us through the barometer as it is now. We'll also find out the potential for the way forward and we'll close off on the scenarios and what it means to be a citizen of society. We start off with Dr. Tara Polzer Nguato. She's a research director at Social Surveys. Dr. Polzer Nguato, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Tara, if we look at the barometer measurement, there are three pillars of institutional capacity and they demonstrate or attempt to demonstrate where South African citizens are currently. Very briefly, can you explain those three places? Certainly. So the scenario process that gets us to these stories about where South Africa might end up in 2030 Uh, It's not just something that comes out of people's heads. It's a very uh, in-depth research process, and it involves conversations with many people. And what the team that developed the scenarios looked at is what they called key driving forces. So what, what are the kinds of aspects of society that really, really matter and that work together to give us uh, the, the present that we have and then the future we're going to have. So these three key driving forces, um, we've been calling social inequality, so how people live, the practical everyday questions about food and income and health and education. And then the second one is institutional capacity and leadership. So that's how we are organized. That's how well the state functions, but also how well the economy works, whether civil society is active, holds government accountable, whether the media is strong. Then you've got a third level, which is how people feel about each other and about the country. And that we're calling resistance, resentment and reconciliation. So the the spectrum of how people feel in terms of, you know, resisting um, the state and resisting society, resenting and withdrawing and being apathetic, or uh, moving towards reconciliation and really um, acting together and, and working together towards a better future. Tara, let's be frank. Um, in the release of the barometer, it was a bleak outcome. I mean, it positioned us quite strongly into the third scenario, which looks at a demoralized, disorderly land in decay. Talk us through that briefly. Yes. So we have been tracking this for three years now uh, in this particular way. And when we started in 2019, so before COVID, um, we were already seeing quite a lot of indicators. So we've developed 53 indicators to 
track all of these different kinds of underlying trends. So when we look at those and we allocate each one of those into a scenario, we see that um, in 2019, uh, almost half, 46%, were already pointing us at this worst-case scenario, this Guara-Guara scenario, which is dissolution and decay. Uh, And in the three years since then, um, we have kept the country has has swung even further into that scenario. So this year, we are seeing that actually 59%, almost 60% of the indicators are pulling us in that direction. That doesn't mean that's the only story. So one of the important things about scenarios is that they are not an absolute. They're not a prediction, and they're not only one story. There are many, many different things happening in South Africa, And so uh, a number of trends, a number of indicators are also putting us into the Isibuja scenario, which is um, sort of a functional country, but a lot of inequality and a lot of divisions. And there are a few indicators, a few, not enough, but some that are still uh, looking like they can pull us into the Naili Walk scenario, which is a really functional, strong and growing country. I mean, it does seem... And maybe I'm just being the eternal optimist, but it does seem that when I look at um, how citizens have responded over the last week, um, that potentially we could be moving, that there is that particular opportunity to engage with, to move us back into a different scenario. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, so many of the, the things that happened sort of the week before this week <laughs> were, were a very strong sense of a strong judiciary, um, you know, consequence management in politics. I mean, so many things that are, in fact, uh, positive signs for, for social cohesion. Um, and so and one of the things that we do along with uh, the barometer, so the barometer tracks data that is collected by others. So it uses statistics, South Africa data, reports by the Auditor General, right? So existing information. In addition to that, the Indulamiti Scenarios Group, um, the Foundation, Social Surveys, we we also do a, a perception survey every year. Yeah. Now, last year, um, a few months into COVID, we did this perception survey And there were actually quite a lot of people who said, we see a trend towards reconciliation and we see a trend towards reduced social inequality because here we have redistribution happening. We have grants. We have the community action networks. Tara? Support people in poverty. Um, This year, we did the perception survey in June. So before the current situation, and um, there had actually been a massive reduction in hope at that point. Um, But again, it depends massively on when you ask these questions. Um, Again, at that point, we had we had stopped paying grants. Um, The UIS terse payments that have made a massive difference in so many people's lives uh, were not continuing. Um, And I think a lot of the community networks had lost steam and and, and, uh, energy and it, you know, was sort of trickling along and people were really, really struggling. Um, And now maybe again, there's a new energy. It's hard to say. (laughs) (laughs) It's like like we take a breath and then we pull pull our boots on again. 
Dr. Tara Polzenguata, I'm going to leave you there and uh, move on to our guest, next guest, but thank you very much for setting the scene for us. Our second guest, uh, 11 o'clock at night in the United States, is Dr. Ashka Aldezadeh. Uh, Aldezadeh, sorry, Dr. Ashka Aldezadeh. Um, it's uh, coffee time for me too. Uh, Asga, if you don't mind me calling that, what you did demonstrated at the Ndlulamiti Day where the scenarios and the barometer were um, presented was that there are diverse ways and, and possible futures that we could look at. And one of those, you know, possibly one of those ways of looking at it is through six pillars, and I wonder if you could briefly talk us through those six pillars, potential pillars of shift and change. Sure. Uh, good morning, Michelle. It's nice to be with you and your listeners again. I hope you have um, coffee. I hope you have coffee, Doctor. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm all wired up. <laughs> good. Well, uh, what what we have done for the, in support of the Indo-Lumiti uh, scenarios is that using a an economic model of a South African economy, a basically a replicate of the working of the South African economy, made up of uh, statistics, South Africa data, economic theory, statistical analysis, and and a computer program to build a replicate of the economy, so that we can do what if scenario with that model and see, well, what if there are different types of intervention, where would be the, the, uh, the economy be over the next 10 years? The models are able to provide you then projections of key economic and development indicators. So it gives you a foresight of likely uh, future. So we use those three, the three scenario, the Guara Guara is bourgeois and, and uh, uh, Naila walk scenarios and translated them into you know uh, economic uh, scenarios and mainly saying that we need to each of these we translate them to a set of economic policy basically what economic policy roadmaps puts us on guara guara as opposed to which one puts us on is bourgeois and, and what type of economic policy uh, mix uh, can put us on on the Naila walk scenario. So, um, and then we ask, therefore, the question: the question became is as the country is engaging with the with the post COVID nineteen. Therefore, what kind of recovery should we expect? So, we developed the the six pillars are, are basically a mix of policies grouped together as a macroeconomic policy measures that uh, that we we looked at what can be done differently, what kind of reforms in macroeconomic policy we need to do uh, in terms of fiscal policy, in terms of making uh, monetary policy more supportive of economic growth, in terms of uh, uh, investment in the economy and uh, social investment sides. The second pillar of set of policy reform was about social policy in terms of what type of additional or changes need to happen in terms of social policy. And that that relates to social security, making EPWP public works employer of last resort, for example, uh, and, and introducing unemployment grant and those kind of activities. Then the third pillar of that nail walk type of outcome is, is a, a macroeconomic policy reform to making the economy more competitive set of measures relating to uh, issues of sectoral focus and, and, and uh, macroeconomic measures, including also the fourth uh, pillar, which is a trade and industry dealing with investments in manufacturing sector, 
attracting foreign investments and uh, using PIC to invest more in the economy and 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 uh, uh, and also uh, localizations and 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 those measures. And the fifth pillar is 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 in terms of private sector support. You know the the PPG investment, 500 billion private sector investment over the next 10 years, or uh, other uh, measures that are relating to private sector support. And then the sixth pillar of this nail walk scenario is 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 the uh, provincial growth and development, like how things growing. The uh, Together 2030 framework that it talks about uh, uh, more than 160 interventions to get the Gauteng going and, and growing and, and creating jobs. So these six pillars, then we run the model with these six pillars, and that enables us to put the economy on a healthy growth of about 6%, bring the unemployment rate, uh, create jobs about 8.7 to 10 million jobs, reduce poverty by about 50% to about 23%, and reduce inequality, uh, Gini coefficient by 12 percentage points. So these, we thought that, that that scenario both helps the poor families, the working class families, and the business class. Uh, uh, and and that's, that's what was presented at the meeting. Asghar, very briefly, for those of our listeners who are saying, but how does this work? What is a scenario? These are fantastic scenarios, but they obviously require political will and public-private uh, engagement. Yes, I think there is a there is a aspects of uh, another aspects of the uh, Indulumiti, which is about the developing partnership, uh, social uh, partnership, and uh, to in order to build consensus about these policies. Um, and 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 you're very right. I think it's very important. We have been presenting this to the, the business sector, to the representative at NetLack, to to, to uh, 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 labor and and others. To but by being specific, we talk about the building also these pillars. Talking about these pillars, these are what if scenarios. It can be adjusted to the to develop consensus. And therefore, so we can develop a roadmap, not just vision for 2030, like it has been done in the past, but also develop the roadmap, policy roadmap that will take us there so that it will increase the chance of achieving what we set to go, where we the vision is. So that is where this, this exercise is trying to complement what is done before, what has not been done before, where we were strong on setting our vision, but not the policy roadmap. And, and we will all agree on the vision, but not knowing which, how we're going to get there. Now we're trying to work on that, how we get to that, those visions. Let's focus on the, achieving the, that inclusive growth of Naila Walk, but also not just that, the roadmap, the policy roadmap that can take us there. Let's build consensus and, and, and uh, agree on, on, on that path. Dr. Asghar Adelzadeh, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to crack right in to our third speaker, and he is the one and only Dr. Padi Lechlola. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Good morning. Doc, good morning. So, you know, I want to quickly go back to something that came up yesterday, and I'm taking a very different angle here, is one of the things that we were asked as people who were following the presentation yesterday was to write words that we thought to, to create a, a word map of where we were apt, at. What struck me, and I'm going to give you the two sides of it, were the words, the wall of words, South Africa in 2030. Some people said ashes, disordered, Venezuela, a nation in despair and lost. Other people wrote better, recovering, hopeful, 
new beginnings and wise. When I looked at that word, I thought, we, we really are looking at quite a kind of uh, binary process here. People are feeling both sides of the spectrum. If you look at what we've seen, are we on the road given what we also know with the scenario? Are we on the right track? I'd like to remember that uh, human beings are prisoners of hope. <laughs> Even Somalia still hopes that uh, one day things will get better. South Africa is still in a better place. It is said that on the day of Mandela, 17th of July, uh, which we revered uh, about uh, the freedom, uh, the promise for a better life, uh, that promise happens uh, in the month of Mandela and uh, the day of his, uh, date of his death, that we are in this kind of mess. So, yes, uh, that binary is well understood because of being prisoners of hope. Um, and uh, the facts on the ground uh, suggest otherwise. Yeah. But uh, the fact of the matter is uh, we need to, to pull ourselves out of this because we have put, put ourselves in it. So only ourselves can put ourselves out of it. I mean, uh, yesterday the president was saying uh, the government was ill-prepared for all these things. And uh, clearly all the time the government has always been ill-prepared for anything because of lack of tools of foresight. So that uh, the defense force and everybody was ill-prepared for the, what could have been an insurrection is a typical uh, feature of our government that uh, in the absence of truth or foresight, you will always be ill-prepared. Perhaps it is an important lesson that we should uh, 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 imbibe, uh, uh, should imbibe uh, so that we can take the nation in a different trajectory. Uh, how many times the statistics of Africa put out uh, where we are headed and the trouble that we are having. How many times has the ANC met over the last 12 years not coming up with any clear policy around an implementable policy that would take us out of the rut? Uh, it was much more engaged in its own uh, problems. And we are just a simple collateral to this. Perhaps society has learned better. It is important what we saw yesterday, uh, people cleaning the streets and so on. We can learn from Kakami in Rwanda. When he was at the lowest in 1994, they started by sweeping the streets. Perhaps it is time to sweep the streets, clean the mess in the local authorities, and ensure that those, are, those whom uh, Auditor General has found qualified audits, uh, lack of uh, uh, order, uh, have to be brought to account. And they can only be brought to account when society gets out cleans the streets, opens up the drainages, and so on and so on, so that we are never beholden by politics. I'm going to end it there. I think it's a great line. Let us not be beholden by politics. And uh, that concept of us as being prisoners of hope is something to think about. Dr. Paddy Lehotla, I think we need to get you on the show as a guest uh, for an hour, if we may.